It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Tundalk and Cavan. Discover the all-new Renault Arcana at Blackstone Motors that comes with a five-year warranty. Call us now to arrange a test drive or visit blackstonemotors.ie for more details. You're very welcome to Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Nice to be back with you on the show after my holidays. And a big thank you to Alison O'Reilly for minding the shop when I was away. Hope you're all keeping well. We have a packed couple of hours for you coming up. Uh, My Artist of the Week is back. It's Reginald Dwight, if you know who that is. We hear from Sinead Burke. Yes, more of our topical banter. Kat and Kieran Kiveny are with us. They're a couple who were building their own home and ran into difficulty with their loan and the bank's midstream. They have an interesting story indeed. Dennis Leonard is here. If you're looking for night classes in Louth and Mead, he's going to have a chat with us today. There's lots on offer. Serious fun and all in between. And of course, if you'd like to get in touch with us on the show, don't forget the usual numbers. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Or you can call in on 1850-715-958. Now, my first guest today, I had a lovely chat with him when he published his autobiography called No Hiding. You know him well. He's a two-time Six Nations Grand Slam winner and he's just been to the forefront of the halcyon days of Irish rugby for a long, long time. And I'm delighted to say hello to him again because he's been back from the curveball to the uh, the, uh, the rugby ball to the round ball and more besides. Rob Carney, Hello. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on, Jerry. Good to chat to you. Ah, it's great to chat to you again. It really is. Well, look, we better start with the Cooley thing. By God, when we saw that and you arrived on that first night and put the green and gold onion was out training, what was that like? Yeah, it was brilliant. It was uh, it was a little bit surreal. It was obviously a long time since I was back there uh, with around football. But, you know, it's, it's something that, that I always wanted to do. I had so much great days and happy memories from growing up on the football field. Uh, I found McAvoy Park there in, in the peninsula. And, you know, it was something that I always said if I was in any way in good condition physically when I finished up with the rugby, that I'd, I'd, I'd like to go back and, and have a bit of crack. And, and, and you've played games for them uh, in the interim? Yeah, so I've played twice in the league. Uh, now, when I when I met the coach uh, at the time, I told him, you know, that there was going to be some things coming up over the next few weeks with mm. schedule and, and other 
bits of work that I had on. So I haven't got to be a part of a championship game yet. Thankfully, they won at the weekend and there's a quarterfinal on Saturday. Um, so I'll go back training tomorrow night and, and see what the week, week holds. Good man yourself. Oh, look out everybody in the Intermediate Championship. Rob Carney is available for Cooley Kickers. I see no, you're playing... I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a, sh- I'm a shadow of the man I was back 15 years ago, that's for sure. Oh, listen, listen, you're Rob Carney. It's in your veins, it's in your blood. You're not cutting anybody, Rob, let me tell you. But anyway, look, I look at the draw. They had a great win, of course, without you over the Orales, which qualified them. And they have uh, Dundalk Young Ireland's now in the last eight. It's intriguing tie, that. Yeah, it is. Well, it's it's four thirty on Saturday in, in Devils Hill, I believe. You know, so uh, last week it was it was obviously a, a final game. You know, you lose that and mm. you're out. So, you know, uh, tensions were were high back during the week. But you know, it was a great group of lads there. You know, you still have a fair bit of experience and and some young guys who you know are, are class footballers and, and starting to come through now. So the group will take a huge amount of confidence from that win at the weekend. There's no doubt about that. Certainly will. What was it like when you did run out for the first time? And were you treated any differently? Did you find it, you know, a, a bit strange? How, you know, did they, did they, did they mark you tightly? I'm trying to get to the nub of this. Were you the subject of a bit of treatment? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, there was there was definitely a little bit of treatment. Um, <laughs> you know, to, to be honest, I was half expecting that. And... You know, in, in a in a perverse sort of way, I kind of enjoyed it too. I got a little bit of a kick out of it. You know, I'm I'm someone who who can't you know throw on a pair of runners and run around the road for 10k. I don't get enjoyment out of that. I, I need team sports and something at the end of the day where there's a winner and a loser. And if whatever side you're on of it, at least you know you've had a bit of fun during the day. But you know, team sports is, is something that's very much in my blood and, and you know, it's, it's just great to be back in that environment again. Oh yes, you are a competitor, you are a winner of course and that's always in the veins. Is it the same on the golf course when you're out? Are you as competitive? Uh, I am to be honest, yeah. <laughs> and I only know one person more competitive than me and, and that's my old lad. So I think <laughs> I get it from him. Any any time we go golfing together he is just in a in a different different league competitive. So I need to tell him to calm down and chill out. It's only a game of golf sometimes. But I I think I, I certainly got that 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 uh, competitiveness from him. Mm, now, listen, uh, your dad is a great guy. He really is. And I want to say hello to him today. And it's great to hear he's so competitive as well. Just while you're on about it, Rob, they needed your dad on the European team in the Ryder Cup. Oh, well, they certainly didn't need him. He's, he's pushing on now. Um, but listen, I, I think they were always up against it, weren't they? Mm. You, you step back and you look at the quality of that. American team now they are just they're incredibly gifted it's it's probably as good as a a good a team as as we've ever seen from them um and on the other side of the coin you know the Europeans just probably don't have the same quality at the moment so mm. they were always up against it they were they were the Americans were always clear favorites and unfortunately the I think the the whole show was over on the Friday afternoon really wasn't it if we're been honest yes. despite Sky Sports 
best efforts to, <laughs> yeah. to keep us engaged and keep telling us that there was a chance. I think everyone deep down knew that, that, that the game was up on the Friday afternoon. Oh, that is so true. It, the writing was on the wall for sure. And you're right, they have the young guns now, hungry fellas as well. We had in that we had that in Europe in previous Ryder Cups as well. But you know what, Rob? I was just looking when you look at the recent winners, the US winners no hammer, it'll put an edge on the Italian job when it comes round in two years. Yeah, exactly, it will. You know, that they haven't won in Europe in a long time and you know, it's brilliant. That's why we love sport, isn't mm. it? You know, the unpredictable the the peaks and troughs, the winners, losers, you know, it's it, it's just great and you know, golf is, is another it's a great spectacle. Now, uh, you're uh, taking up the microphone and doing really well, I have to say, with Premier Sports, the United Rugby Championship getting underway, wins for Leinster, Munster and Ulster, Connacht not so fortunate. Um, I'm sure you're loving this. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, you know, I love rugby. It's, it's always, it's, it's been in my blood a little bit, so... You want to stay involved in the game in some capacity. And, you know, while I'm not lacing up the boots and running out there, <laughs> the next best thing sometimes is sitting in the studio talking about it. So, yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I'll, I'll do a fair bit of it this year and, and hopefully they continue to go well and, and I continue to get a little bit better the other side of the TV. Mm. It, it, it's quite different, isn't it? Like, you know, you were analysed for so long in your life and now the boot's on the other foot and you have the uh, ability, you know, to make or break, to say yay or nay. It's a, it's a responsibility in its own right, isn't it? Yeah, it is a responsibility. And, of course, there's still lots of guys in, in the change room there who I'd still be very friendly with. So you have to you have to be mindful of that, mindful of the relationships that you still have and, and that you want to that you want to uphold them um, because it's very easy to, to fall out with a guy for something that you mm. say on television mm. uh, but you know at the same time you, you've got to be honest and give your opinion um, but it's, it's important that you do it in a, in a very fair way and it's not it's not hurtful and, and scathing which you know can sometimes happen uh, in that space Mm. The the what do you make of early doors with the this year's competition? Um, Leinster, of course, will be favoured again to do very well. What what do you think of the others and the lineup in the uh, rugby championship? Yeah, it's it, it's you know it's a great competition this year, and for for your your listeners who who might not be familiar, there's four South African teams now mm. who've who've joined us. A new competition called URC. So it's it's an added spectacle. It's it's great to have some of these South African teams in it. Uh, you know, you, you'd hope that the the competition is is stronger this year. But you know, I, I think it's it's fair to say, and I'm not been biased that that Leinster are probably still favourites at the moment. Um, but there will be tough challenges ahead when when they have to go away to South Africa and play some of those uh, big South African teams away from home. Mm. Uh, looking ahead uh, the autumn series and uh, then of course into the uh, Six Nations again what about from an Irish perspective uh, looking at last year you know it was a mix and gather of results for, for us as well do you think Ireland can contend this coming uh, term? Yeah I think they can they absolutely have the squad there to do that like you say last year was, was a mixed year you know there'll be a lot of guys on that team who haven't had you know any 
any idea of, of what playing some of these Southern Hemisphere teams are like. So you've got New Zealand, Argentina, Japan coming to town in November. So it, mm. it will be very different. And, you know, they will have played a lot of international rugby this year. So they'll be well primed for some of those fixtures. Uh, so I, I think the November internationals will, will give us a real good idea of where this Irish team is at at the moment. Are you finished with the oval ball? Uh, I, I think so, to be honest with you. I, I hope to play... Uh, one more game in November for the Barbarians over in Twickenham and you know my family and friends you know given with COVID they didn't get to see me play my last game uh, for Leinster and obviously they weren't able to travel out to Australia to see me play there so it it would be a nice way to finish up and you know obviously the prestige of the Barbarians and and all the history attached to that team uh, you know it would it would almost be the perfect send-off. Oh, it'd be a fitting finish. My God, that's great to hear that. It really is. And uh, for family and friends as well to be there would be extra special. When you do hang up the boots and you have the regime for years and years of discipline and training and minding yourself, how are you adjusting? Yeah, it's, it's, it is difficult. You know, I, I suppose there's 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 days when, when you get a little bit bored and, and you don't have things on. And um, you know, but it, it is challenging. The transition is is always challenging for people who come out of professional sports and they've done that one thing their whole life. So you, you've got to be patient with yourself. And for, for me, the most important thing now moving forward is just trying to to find a new purpose and a new passion. Uh, once once I do find that, you know, I feel pretty confident that that I'll be able to exert myself pretty well at it, whatever it is. Um, yeah, but I've been really lucky my whole life. I've been bouncing out of bed every morning of the week because I'm going to do something I love. And, you know, if, if I can replicate that again, uh, you know, that, that'll that be a really good start for what comes next. You've many interests, uh, I know, outside of the game and that as well. So you're looking at a, a, a number of things. But look, you have the commentary and you're keeping the owl hand in with the local club there as well. One thing I meant to ask you before, because I remember doing a show down in... Uh, Carlingford and your dad actually popped into us you were away at the time and we had a great crack with him um, the, the oysters are, are you a fan of Carlingford oysters yeah do you know what I wasn't uh, but they always say these things are an acquired taste but I, I love them now and I love going into PJ O'Hara's there in Carlingford for pint of Guinness a few oysters they do great crab claws as well um, so yeah it's, it's, it's tough to beat the Carlingford oysters now for been honest it really is they're superb good to hear that as well and a great place PJ's there of course as well anyway look you're uh, you're the, the, the world's your oyster instead of your lobster can I say that to you uh, Rob for the future look I wish you well I'm delighted to catch up with you again today good luck to Cooley Kickums and everyone in the, we better mention everybody in the intermediate senior and junior championships as well it's coming down to the business end in the week county and of course across in Meath as well their championships also wish you well with the final hurrah in the rugby and all that lies ahead for you in life. You're a great fella and thank you again for Good joining man, me today. Thanks, Good Rob. Thanks for having me on. Good you man. too. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's uh, Rob Carney there, one of our greatest ever uh, sports stars from the, the North East and uh, finding a new uh, vein and niche for himself in life and delighted to talk to him again this afternoon. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Don't forget our usual numbers. If you want to say something, get in touch, recommend a guest, have a story 086-1800-658 you can whatsapp or text me if you'd like to call in it's 1850-715-958 I missed our chats Louise did you? yeah 
Yeah, I did. I missed our chats when I was off. I did. I love the old chats we have on, on the late lunch. Once you really. spring on me. <laughs> you ready? Oh, no. Are you ready? <laughs> Go on. Anyway, I just want to say a lovely time when I, was, when I was off. I really enjoyed the couple of weeks. It's hard when you just come back after a fortnight, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It's hard to get back into yeah, the swing of things. Just to get into the swing of things as well. Oh, lovely. The weather was, I have to say, the weather was truly I'm going to nice. start booking my holidays at the same time as you. <laughs> you can't. I you know can't. That. I know you can't. But, but seriously, every I've had a great run this year. taken this year has been fantastic. I had a great, a great run in the summer week there and, the, and then the two weeks and I really enjoyed it. Plenty of old fishing and golf and a few other things as well. It was just nice to be off and, and relax, to be honest with you. But anyway, we're back and away we go again. Yes, what am I going to spring on you? <laughs> I saw a story about a woman, I have to say this to you, who wore the same dress for a whole year and I thought of you. Am I stinking? <laughs> no. You know the way you're so good at actually holding on to clothes Should and recycling yes. them over the years? Yes. You're fantastic. You really are. I, I, you're great for that. But this woman for for the year wore the same dress, Louise. Um, and uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, she wanted to actually raise some money for women who are struggling financially due to the pandemic. And by doing this, isn't it great? Um, she raised over £15,000. She's oh, in the brilliant. UK and her name is, I have her name here, um, Rachel David. She's in painting in Devon in England and she wore a denim, denim pinafore uh, to support uh, these women living in poverty, to be honest with you, uh, for a year. And you did ask me a question, didn't you ask me? We were just having a little chat about this mm. uh, earlier. You asked me about, you know, you said about washing. Stinking wa- yeah. she, she washed it once a week. So she washed it overnight, you know what I mean? And, and tried and to try it, it yeah. Mm. She said it was a bit frayed and a bit faded by the end of the year. And if she was invited out to weddings or anything like that, well, everything, not, I suppose not she, with COVID, but anything yes, she, she could go to. Yes, birthday parties, when it opened up on that, 50 birthday parties, things like that, she wore it everywhere. And could she add a cardigan or yes, a coat? She, she could, yes, she oh. did accessorise yeah. it with different things. That's true. That's what she did. But I thought it was something unique. Could you do it for a year? It's a, no. it's a long, it's a big no, ask, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 I think so. It was could a big do it ask. for a week? No. Yeah, but I, 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 yeah, even for a week yeah. to do it, you know, it was a lot. But anyway, fair juice to her. She raised that money for those people. Give her credit and credit where credit is due and it worked well for her. And you know what it did? It brought home to her, she said, this whole thing about uh, appreciation of the need to buy clothing sustainably. You know, mm-hmm. it, it really focused her on, on that aspect of things instead of the throwaway. You know, the clothes are made and you buy them one week and you wear them for a week and they fall apart. The the yeah, washing. yeah, yeah. You know, that type of thing. And the other thing I wanted to ask you, do we really need another bank holiday? Yes, at least two. <laughs> Why not? I don't think so. Why? Now, I love days off. But I honestly... But we're one of the, the lowest in Europe. Yes, I, I understand we are. And it looks like there is going to be one by the end of the year. But I'm not so sure. I have to say to you, you know, there's a lot of talk about rewarding people, you know, for their efforts during the back. And I understand all that. And yes, but there's a big question here about, you know, I wonder what's really behind this politically. I really do. I wonder what's behind... Because, Louise, you know there's a bill. You know there's a bill to be paid for all the supports and everything. Mm -hmm. There is a bill to be paid. The one that they promised. Yes, sooner or later, it will have to be paid. And really, we'd be better improving our health service, right? And health service, it's been a stick in plaster. We've been on the verge, you know yourself, of it falling apart. You know, that's why there were lockdowns. Improve the health service, build the houses that are needed and do things like that. We've been trying that for years. They've got to do it. 
They got they're the real issues, you know. And I know it goes into the wrong areas. And yeah, but I just think I have a feeling this is a real populist thing on behalf of the parties in government because they see their ratings going down. They are the ratings are not good, and this is a way to try and lift them again. I suspect there's more to this than meets but the eye. But didn't they kind of? left themselves in a precarious position because they promised frontline workers yep. um, a reward for COVID yep. and then frontline workers were extended. Mm. Like, we're all if, getting it. You know, sure, all so getting it. So at least a bank holiday covers everybody. So that'll be it, a bank holiday and there won't be anything else. Probably. Hmm. Let's watch this space. Anyway, I have my doubts. I'm I'm a little suspicious. Ah, you like the more you live. No, no, the (laughs) more you live, the more you get. When would you have the bank holiday? When would you have it? I should have it in November. There's none in November. You know, there's none Mm. in November. Yeah, but there's one at the very end of October. There is. So would you have the one at? Well, will you have it at Christmas? Will you make two bank holidays at Christmas and an extra day in the Christmas Mm. holidays? Could do that either. Yeah. Or somebody has suggested, I saw someone, um, first of, is it February, St. Bridget's Day? Yes. Seeing as it's a local thing. That's a possibility as well into next year. What do you think? Bank holiday. Do we need one or not? Let me know. Would you like another bank holiday? Is it necessary? And when would you like it to be? 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. If you have a view, I'd love to hear from you. Anyway, coming up after two night classes there's loads going on Dennis Leonard is going to tell us all about it thank you for your uh, thoughts on the proposed additional bank holiday here's a selection of what you have to say a listener on to say an extra bank holiday Jerry, is no good to care workers who are rostered to work and can't take a day off that's a good point uh, Maggie's been on to say hi Jerry. what about a bank holiday Friday and roll it into a bank holiday Monday. That would be four days in a row. It might also help tourism. You make a good point there. Will it happen, Maggie, Monday and Friday? Mm, Not so sure, but I like your thought process. Uh, Another listener says, again, here's a similar one. Why are bank holidays, Jerry, always on a Monday? What's wrong with the Friday? That's a different listener entirely on the same wavelength as Maggie. Uh, There's another one. There should be at least one bank holiday, in my opinion, in every month, Jerry, says John Indrada. And Peter, thank you, Peter, for the welcome back and your lengthy message. I'll pick out one part of it. Peter thinks St. Bridget's Day would be a good day for a bank holiday. And I agree with him. I think it would be a nice day and it would be a February bank holiday as well where there isn't one. There's more there as well. If you have a thought on the bank holiday, should there be an additional one? When should it be? Let me know. Love to hear from you. 086-1800-658 WhatsApp or text me to the show 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. Now this week for sure there's a touch of autumn in the in the air. There is, isn't there? Children are back at school. And for adults, thoughts are turning to doing something different to fill the long, dark evenings. And as well, remember, people are going back to the offices and they're looking at their careers. Well, like New Year resolutions, we all start off great, don't we, with the intentions of doing a night course. So we thought we'd have a look at what is available across the region. And I'm joined by Dennis Leonard, Principal of Dunboyne College of Further Education, which is part of the Louthan Mead Education and Training Board. Dennis, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us. This is really timely. Now, look, at the full-time options are one thing, but you have a hell of a selection, haven't you, of part-time. Give us a few of the options that are there, would you? 
Well, actually, there's a whole load of options. Mm. You're dead right, Jerry. An awful lot of people think of night classes two times a year. They think of it now when the kids are going back to school and they think, look, at the winter evenings are coming in. What might I do to upskill myself? And then usually after Christmas, when our second term starts, uh, people, New Year's resolutions, I'm going to learn how to do, mm. you know, art or horticulture or cookery or yoga or interior design or mindfulness. I'm going to take up something that I really always wanted to learn. So the first type of course that we would have, and these type of courses, by the way, are available across Louth and me, the area that you serve yourselves yeah. in Ophi College in Dundalk in Drogheda College of Further in- Institute of Further Education there beside you in Drogheda and here in Dunboyne College of Further Education we're the three colleges and also there's uh, ones in Beaufort and Navan as well so you have a good you have a good spread across the region there that are available and the first kind of courses are like I say the hobby courses you just want to take up something like yoga or interior design or learn to cook or something just to, that you'd like to be able to do at home maybe look at your garden you know coming into the spring that type of thing uh, the other is of course would be IT. A lot of people, as you mentioned, are now staying at home. They're remote working and they want to upskill themselves in office or word processing or, or bookkeeping or whatever it is. And they might do a 12-week course in that. And others want to do something that's actually accredited, that builds into some kind of qualification. And you mentioned our full-time courses here. You do eight modules full-time during the day in a whole variety of pre-university, pre-employment courses. But also, you can do that by night, by maybe doing a module at night this term and another one next term. And over a couple of years, you actually get the full award mm. in something like healthcare, special needs assisting, payroll, HR, event management. And even if you don't want the full award at level five or six, you can actually put together, you know, maybe three or four worthwhile modules, which will get you a job in a childcare setting or a healthcare setting or in some other kind and workplace. And the other type of courses we run, and these are, of course, very timely, are online courses where over 12 weeks you can do something like word processing, Irish psychology, special needs, social studies, child development at levels five or six by night over your 12 weeks and you build up your qualification that way. And then the last type, Jerry, would be one-night seminars where we run these three-hour seminars in things like basic first aid, CPR, dementia care where people can come on a one night session maybe they can't commit to a whole term's worth of courses but they can come for one night and learn something as basic as first aid which will always help you throughout life a wonderful skill to have Do you know I love that the building blocks approach as you mentioned there that you can start and build something really special here Oh, absolutely. You build, see, there's more than one way to get, you know, a qualification. Yeah. And people sometimes feel, you know, it's like route one, Jack Tarr, and you have to go in there and do the whole lot mm. all at once, and here we go. But there's loads of routes two, three, four, and five, where maybe you actually build it up as you go. You put it together, the type of courses that you want that builds a qualification which is recognized internationally, where you can actually have maybe over three or four years by night, you can actually come up with the same qualification that someone maybe had to give up work to do and do it full time overnight nine months. So if you have the time and you know that's something you want to do in the end and you know you have the kids are back at school and you know that you can commit a night a week to this, you can build yourself a very nice qualification piecemeal or you can just like I say do the hobby course where you yeah. learn to cook or maybe learn a bit of art or something you always want to pursue but mm. never quite found the time in your life to do it. Well you're talking to somebody here today who uh, didn't go to third level uh, you know at, straight after school went straight into the workforce but used the, uh, the part-time study myself to, to uh, you know, get my qualifications afterwards. And I highly recommend it. I really do. It's a fantastic option uh, to undertake. Look, here's a question I'm sure people are listening to you and me today are, are wondering, Dennis, about. Are we back in class or is it online? 
Oh no, we're back in class. Yep. We're, we're very much back in class. And day school is back in class. Obviously, we have social distancing and masks and everything else, our protections. But no, we're back in class. And our night classes, the hobby, the IT, the professional credit are all available on site here on Tuesday evenings from between 7 and 10, over 6 to 12 weeks, depending on which course you're doing. But there's also an online option, uh, you know, like I said, in special needs, social care, yes. those type of courses. So you have the option whether you want to be on site. Some people prefer, you know, in-person learning, you know, being able to be part of group discussions, things like that. Other people are quite comfortable with the online learning. We actually offer both options at night, so it gives people the actual option they want. And another very good option, Jerry, is Skills to Advance. We have a digital marketing course here where if you're in employment, sometimes you can actually come and do a course through the Skills to Advance program, which are free courses which are offered through the Skills to Advance in very specific areas, which allows you to upskill for your workplace. So that's another great mm. government initiative which has come online in recent years. And you know, I've been reading over the weekend extensively with the return to the workplace and that, and the long com- commute for a lot of people and that. Many people now are actually considering their futures and their careers. Isn't this a wonderful way to dip your toe in the water and explore something? Oh, absolutely. People are finding, you know, they can learn, you know, as much from their own their, their own house, their own home, you know, the commuting and with climate change and everything else going on, that sometimes we have to have all kinds of flexible options. Education has changed utterly in the last few years. And, you know, we find students here, like they see as much on their phone in the next half hour as, as one time you'd have to have pages and pages of documentation to give them. You know, it's, it's actually all available digitally. It's actually very environmentally friendly, that uh, transport friendly. And people are assessing their options now. I saw today's paper that more people are moving out to the country, you know, for remote working, you know, for remote learning and everything else. But if you want the on-site option, and I always believe that, you know, 90% of communication is non-verbal. It's great to be able to see the person that you're talking to and things like that. Like that is very much available as well. And we're very thankful this year that for our full-time courses during the day, we have our students back on site. And we have over 50 courses during the day in a whole range of areas where, you know, students either leave inserts or mature learners can come and do a healthcare course or pre-university or pre-employment and again it's, it's a wonderful initiative that's, that's sometimes at the right time in your life you take the right option for you by taking up a course that actually brings you up to the next step on your ladder which is very much individual to yourself and we do have vacant places on dunboyncollege.ie on all our courses and our aim this year Jerry, is to make sure and so is Ophie and so is Diffie making sure we facilitate as many people as possible who may have been disappointed by the CAO system to make sure that they have a live option. We'll we'll move heaven and earth to make sure that our class groups are set up in such a way that we can take as many people in as possible to actually do the course that they wanted to do at third level over a four year but maybe they can do it here for a year and then move on to make sure it's the right choice for them. Now I know there were 4,000 offers as part of the round two from the CEO last week and round three uh, ironically is happening tomorrow Tuesday the 28th. Now there's a short time frame here uh, to the 30th. What advice would you give to anyone listening still unsure of what they should do or finding uh, that they've accepted a course and now having second thoughts. Well, look, at I, I would say it's never too late. You can, you know, you can decide even into October that, look, at this isn't the right choice for me, that I want to do this four-year course, but just not this year where maybe there's still a lot of remote learning where maybe I'm not really sure I want to commit to, to being a nurse or to being a scientist, whatever it is. By doing the one-year option, 
It actually gives you a chance to stand back, to get work experience in that area, to really choose this as the right one for you. And there could be second, third, and sometimes when you get down to second, third, and fourth round offers, you're getting people maybe down to their seventh, eighth, ninth choice and their CAO, which maybe they weren't ever really sure they wanted to do. And maybe it's moving away from their career field. You're better off maybe going back to maybe what you really wanted to do, do a post-Leavenster course or something like it that will actually get you into that way of thinking, this is my course, this is my journey, Route 1 is what I wanted to go, but this is quite a live option as well. And it gives you another year to really make sure that you're heading off in the right direction because third level is very expensive. It's a big commitment, and rather than heading off blindly into a course that maybe you never researched as much because it's very low down your list, maybe you're getting an offer now way down the offer list, maybe just stand back a bit and say, would I be better doing a one-year course in exactly what I want to do, you know, you know, science or arts or you know, animal care, whatever it happens to be, that I'm not going to give up on what I really wanted to do. Now, information and registering and signing up, please. Okay, sure. If you want to register for our night courses, whether it's a one-night course, you want to commit to an eight- or 12-week course, uh, you just email nightschool.dbc at lmetb.ie. That's nightschool.dbc at lmetb.ie. Sean O'Brien is our adult education officer. She'll take all your calls and facilitate any course that you want to do. And on our Dunboyne College website, if you Google Dunboyne College, you'll actually see a night class uh, box there with our brochure and also with you know the way to apply. And while you're there, if you're considering a full-time option over the next night, months our day school is still available on vacant places you can just click on apply now and you can apply for any one of our day school offerings as well so you have no excuses today folks listening in loud or mead you have Dunboyne there you have Ophi College in Dundalk and Diffie in Drogheda it's all available right on your doorstep Dennis your great wish you well you'll have a huge uptake I'm sure thank you so much Jerry, for your time not at all good luck to all your listeners you too take okay. care of yourself Dennis Leonard there principal of Dunboyne College of Further Education night classes are great to do they really are I've partaken in them quite a lot during my lifetime and really enjoyed them and they opened new doors for me they really did and education is a weight so light to carry through your lifetime but so so important indeed education is always very valuable no matter what avenue you go down I recommend it highly and they're fantastic people in the Loudmead Education and Training Board with a wonderful range of courses check them out still to come on late lunch today we're going to talk to a couple who got a mortgage were building their house and midstream the bank said no with a drawdown on the funds and we'll hear what happened they're coming up Kat and Kieran Kiveney with us after half past two on the show but short break and we'll be back in a moment yes it's not ages at all uh, education part time full time it's for any age got a message from a listener there will you ask that man are the courses for any age they are you're never too young never too senior to uh, avail of the courses they are open to any age I love this one Louise Every Monday should be a bank holiday and she lets have a half day every Thursday too. (laughs) (laughs) I like like that. I really do. A lot of people would like that, I have to say. Louise, I have the course for you. Dennis, Dennis, (laughs) I just, bing, as soon as he mentioned, do you know what I'm going to say? Go on, say it. (laughs) Go on, guess. Go Uh, on. Would it be anything to do with my amazing cooking skills? Culinary skills, yes. (laughs) When I heard him say, learn to cook. God, it's your day with me today, Louise. I'm sorry. Um, Can I just say one thing? Their insurance would cover me. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, tell them the story about the rack of lamb. What was the rack of lamb? It's not a story about you and a rack of lamb. And a dinner and navin and... 
Do you remember that, no? No. Little Birdie told me there was a story about you and a rack of lamb. Anyway, I'll talk to you later off air about it anyway. <laughs> I don't think I could cook lamb. <laughs> no, you didn't cook it. Somebody oh, gave it. Oh, my sister Come gave on. Me, yeah, and Come I Come on, tell us. Tell them the story. What did you... Now you remember. I was helping my nephew with something on his college course and my sister cooked a big lamb for me and gave it a to me. A rack of lamb. She cooked a rack of lamb she for you. Cooked was it Martina? Martina, yeah. I know. There you go. Martina. Yeah. Now I'm right. Martina um, cooked. And what happened? I ate most of it on the way home. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just put it beside me in the passenger seat and I just kept reaching over and <laughs> She was pulling the chops pulling, off yeah. and when she got home to own and oh, the crew. It's yummy. She had bones left. There wasn't even enough of the dog. I don't even think I told them. Oh, Louise, what are you like? You're great, you're great. I love it. I love the story. I just said and it. I actually ate it without tomato I know, ketchup. sure, That's listen. She had melt in your mouth stuff. Martina's oh. a cordon bleu cook. Yeah, so yeah, she, she got the cooking skills we know. in the family. You know, yes, of course, you can. They're, they're handed out and different people have different <laughs> skill sets. That is for sure. I do a great salad. Do you? Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, great, great. I must, I must try that. Anyway, dun, 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 It's back. It's back. Strictly Come Dancing is back. The first dances on Saturday night with the 15 dance. I have to say, Strictly Come Dancing in our house is number one. And always has been. They love it and follow it for years. And little Ava you now. about it last year, though, was it? Or am I wrong in uh, saying that? Was I, there I something, was, was there another series that you liked and... No, no, I've always been tipped. Oh, ticked be I suppose else. next, I, I, I will admit last year, I wasn't that much in touch because of the pandemic, Louise. Yeah. And there was no audience and it was a shorter season. You're right. I, I wasn't as much, you know, last year, even though it was on, but it's back full blast this year with the audience, with 15 uh, guest dancers and the professionals as well. But our Ava, our Ava, Miss Ava Flynn, is actually a Strictly Come Dancing aficionado at six years of age. Oh, she loves it, doesn't she? Oh, we had a Strictly party the first week they were introduced and last week as well. And you know something? She knows her stuff. She Little comments coming from her. She could be on that judging panel yet. Oh, yes. And she can pick the marks as well. Craig will give five. <laughs> Motsy, I think she'll give a six there. Anyway, she loves it. But we're big fans. And it's back. And it's terrific. And it's wonderful entertainment. And I'll be keeping a good eye on it as the weeks go by. And I know lots of people. It's a huge fan base. In Ireland, huge. You remember Daniel? Daniel took part in it. Our Daniel O'Donnell. Do you remember that? Daniel I wasn't did, strictly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. And others as well. There'd be more Irish. But anyway. I love the chap that would, was the, the comedian. Did he win it last year or the year before? Bill Bailey oh, won it last brilliant. year. Oh, terrific. He was terrific. He mm. was. This year, Ava's favourite is Adam Peaty. You know, the swimmer, the wonderful swimmer. That's our. And uh, I'd like to see Dan Walker do well. The sports. Uh, uh, football him. focus sport and he's on BBC Breakfast I like that six foot six Louise wow huge What's man very difficult yes he, his she, partner is a tall girl okay. Nadia I think is his partner she's a tall blonde girl as well so they've matched them up like that anyway Strictly taking us into Christmas every Saturday night and it uh, takes two Strictly every evening at 6.30 on BBC Two and the country is animated with Strictly Come Dancing for the Autumn it's funny isn't it Louise when the nights get shorter I think the TV gets better you know what I mean? They they put a bit of more family shows. Yeah, or there are it? of course. I don't think yeah. The Apprentice is on this year. I miss it. I don't think they did it again this year. But it will be back next year with Alan Sugar. I love that one too. I actually say I'm a big fan of The Apprentice. But I think the TV gets better. Not to say that you know <laughs> there's a shortage of channels presenting what you want mm-hmm. to see. Have you anything you love or following the autumn? Would you say there's anything you're? I actually do. You know what? And I think I said this to you before. I only re- realized I actually don't watch TV. Mm. And we had no Sky for the last month. Didn't bother right. me. 
didn't bother me one I also there you now go. the kids were like mommy get a yes, fix whatever yes 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 uh, no I only watch stuff like Murder She Wrote or Midsummer Murders or anything like you that you love detectives I do I do I Don't love my you? detective you shows you do the I know ones. that you love your detectives you do indeed they'll never make them like Kojak will they or anyone Columbo? remember Kojak oh Peter Falk with the <laughs> eye and the cigar oh listen now you're talking they were classics so they were but look at I know what you like Yeah, you do like those indeed anyway there's another comment on they're coming thick and fast just the ones I'm picking up as they're going by good to have you back Jerry. thanks what about the self-employed more bank holidays would cripple small businesses you know there's you know you have to consider many points in this indeed thanks indeed keep them coming to us we love to hear from you anyway it's a big day in Italy isn't it Louise oh it's a it's huge. huge it's the flags a huge are out. the flags are out the bands are playing there's a party <laughs> planned tonight because Tommy hello Tommy I hope he's listening in Italy today one of our biggest fans it's his birthday today, Louise. And Tommy, your wife, Sheila, your daughter, son and granddaughter have all been in touch to say how much they love you and they wish you the most special day today. And Tommy, just for you on your birthday. When the moon hits your eye Like a big pizza pie That's amore Wouldn't it just put you in good form? Louise, I'll have to feature him some week, won't I? As Artist of the Week. I will. What a beautiful, sweet voice. Dean Martin there. And Amore for Tommy in Italy. Former Dundalk man, of course. Happy birthday, Tommy, to you from your wife, Sheila, daughter, son and granddaughter and all the family and all your friends. Have a great one. I miss Italy, Louise. I miss going. Please, God, next year, maybe we'll Mm. get there. Anyway, it's it's on the bucket bucket list now. Um, The self-employed. Your dad was self-employed. Yeah, I was just saying, do you remember a lot of those businesses closed for half day Mm. during the week? I think it was Thursday in Navin. Wednesday draw had was a half day and they went playing golf golf in Boltre did oh, your crowd go playing no. anything anywhere no no. no. and they closed on a Sunday my father refused mm. to open on a Sunday I see so and I just when I said crippled business. yeah yeah you know, I suppose yeah, yeah it's self-employed willingly closed yes yeah, shops are self-employed generally you know on mm. the smaller ones and that and that as well but there's so many perspectives on this there really are and uh, Anyway, we'll see what happens with the great, great Irish government giveaway coming your way soon. Holidays, cash, bonuses, holidays, you name it. You don't have to buy a lot of ticket in Ireland. It's going to be yours. Thank you, Fianna Fáil. Thank you, Fianna Gael. Thank you, the Greens. Who are you cotton, boys and girls? Who do you think you're cotton? There's a bill to be paid. We understand that. And a lot of us who have a bit of logic and sense to us understand that, I have to say. Anyway, coming up on late lunch, after our next break, we're going to be joined by a couple who were midstream building their house and the funding was pulled. I was talking about Strictly Come Dancing a little earlier with our Louise and a little birdie tells us that Erin Curran just loves Strictly too. She's eight years of age. She knows all all the dancers and loves to comment on them as well. Yes, Mina, I'm not surprised. Thank you for letting us know. Oh, it's a fantastic series. It is. Oh, stop, Jerry. Kojak was in a league of its own. Still watch it to this day on the repeats. Yes, we were talking about detectives that Louise loves as well. There you are. Kojak ringing a bell with a listener this afternoon. Now, put yourself in this scenario. You set out 
to build your own home. You go to your lender and your mortgage is approved and you draw down the first payment and as the work moves on and you're in full flight, you look for the second tranche of money to pay all the people who are working on the house and the bank says no. Imagine the trauma and angst that comes with that. Well, my next guests on the show, that is their experience and they're here to tell the tale. Kat and Kieran Kiveney, welcome to Late Lunch. Thank you very much. Well, how are we all keeping? Keeping well indeed and lovely to hear from both of you. Kat, just take us back about this home. I've been looking at the pictures, it's beautiful, may I say, and a dream home for anybody it would be. Tell us about the, the house itself. Uh, you, you got a site first or what happened or how did it all work from the beginning? Yeah, so we um, have built our home on family land. It goes back four generations in Kiron's family. Mm. Um, and we applied for planning permission in 2019, got it with no hassle, all plain sailing. Um, and then on the 8th of November 2019, we broke ground, delighted with life Um Got our first drawdown on the 29th of March, 2020. COVID had obviously been in the country a mm. little bit at that point. Um, so everything was going fine. And then the builders came back, did the second lot. And then we applied to the bank for our second drawdown. And it was like you just said, computer says no. Yes. <laughs> it was um, mm. uh, shocking. It was, yeah, it was a very strange time. And I suppose when I hear you say it out loud, I'm like, God, that sounds awful. <laughs> but it's, when you're in the middle of it, you yes. just kind of keep going and, you know, mm. It is awful. I, 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 And that's why I said it like that, to bring it home to people. Can you imagine when the funding is cut off midstream, you owe people, the job is sitting there. Where are we with this? Look, the thing is, Kieran. you know, Kat says there, you get on it. But surely it, it, had an, it had an impact on both of you. It had to have, Kieran. Um, Yeah, it did at the time. We, we kind of, it was, it was shock at the start. And then we had... There's a few months of going back and forth with the banks mm. where like we had our mobile mortgage manager and we even had the managers of the local branch get involved on our side. But unfortunately, the people who make the decisions were up in Dublin and they said no. So it kept going for, I think it was a couple of months. And eventually they gave us a percentage of the drawdown and um, savings we had to go, we had had to go towards it as well. So we could pay off what the builders were owed. But you were dipping into savings, of course, that you'd, you know, uh, put into a compartment, let me say, for something else. As you know, the the build happened and the house had to be decorated, I'm sure, sure as well. You know, did you worry, Kat, that you, you, you might not get this done or you might never get the money? Yeah, so I suppose back um, in August of last year, we were at the point where the bank had given us part of our drawdown. And we had managed to pay off the builders what they were owed up until that point. Mm. So we were left with um, a house that was up to roof level. No windows, no doors, no plastering, anything like that. It was literally just blocks, the outline of a house. Mm. Um, So it was kind of the bank were saying, you know, like I own an events company. So I can can understand, you know, that they were protecting their own interests in, you know, not progressing at the time. We were in a very, you know, hard situation with COVID and everything and um, but what I'll never understand is denying the second drawdown but anyway we decided that rather than just leave the house sitting there 
we would throw everything at it and at least get it sealed. Mm. And at that point, then, you know, it's kind of protected and we can, you know, do it as we go along through life. Um, and then I think I, it was like a bonus after three years of marriage that I figured out that Kieran's actually very good at DIY. <laughs> um, so um, I suppose we, we were running out of money. We just couldn't afford tilers. We, you know, couldn't afford to bring people in to do our floor insulation. So we just did it ourselves. Um, and that saved us tens of thousands of euros, do you know? Yes. Um, so that kind of brought us on an awful lot further than we thought we were going to get. Like we were at that point willing to just move into a house with, you know, concrete floors and, you know, like people did it years and years ago. Mm. Um, as long as we had running water and electricity, we would have been fine. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, Kieran played an absolute blinder. <laughs> yeah. And like, you, you make a good point tie. because you make a good point just to focus on that for a moment. We we became a bit spoiled, didn't we, in the Celtic Tiger years and beyond that people wanted to move into a house completed with everything, new car at the front door, holidays boot. You know what I'm getting at? Exactly. Yeah. And I suppose that's the era of lending, mm. you know, that, mm. um, you know, you could borrow for yes. all of these things. Um, and it was the done thing to do to move into your house when it was completely finished and completely furnished. And um, yes, yeah, so... We've just gone back to, I suppose, what like our parents did yes, years ago. Yes, you did, and needs be, and you did it, and you grabbed the bull by the horns. You said, "This ain't going to beat us." The other thing is, you're an events, uh, you've an events company, as you say. Karen is a chef. Yeah. Both, uh, you know, impacted hugely by the pandemic, and I suppose uh, uh, the bank were looking at, at that as well. But here, Karen Kiveney, I hear you're booked for the next series of uh, Room for Improvement as one of the number one tradesmen. Is that true? I don't know about that now, but um, I know I've already been lined up for I think, three different jobs in Good. my mother's house and two in my aunties. <laughs> hey, tell me this, for and you're talking to a fella that could barely wire a plug. I'll be absolutely honest about it. Um, where did this come from? Because you became a very adept at a number of skills. Um, <laughs> I don't know, really. It's probably just the need, the necessity of it. That we were, I was just looking... And kind of as jobs were happening on the house as we went along, I was watching and kind of thinking, it's not, it's obviously a skill, but it's a skill you could learn. Mm. And then kind of as we needed it with necessity of stuff, I'd kind of go to people who were in that field and ask them how hard is it? And then I'd do research on how to do it. And then we started off with jobs that if they went wrong, it wouldn't be a massive cost to replace it with yes. what we were looking at. We weighed up the risk of, what it would cost to replace it and what we would save. Mm. And that's kind of as we went along, we did that. Any jobs kind of that we thought, no, we better get that done right. We would. Mm. But anything we thought, well, we can give it a go. So I think the first job was kind of, I built a unit in our upstairs bathroom. And that was more just to see, could I do it? And then <laughs> started from there. And the, I think we're still going now because I have two more bathrooms to tile <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> so... He became your very own DIY man, Kat. Yeah, I know. I came home from work one day because it was the whole, you know, we were getting to a point where it was like, OK, we could probably start thinking about moving in at some stage, you know, if the electricity gets connected. And I came home from work one day and he had built a makeshift kitchen. Uh, and like the island is like pretty impressive. I was like, really? Mm. <laughs> How did you learn to do this? How long have I been in work? You know? Yes. Um, 
So that meant that like we, you know, he ran down to B&Q and grabbed the cheapest sink that he could find and um, built a unit around it so that we would have our sink. Um, and then, you know, he built a shelving unit in the corner where our, you know, cupboard is eventually going to be. And that's what we're living with now. You know, I said a thing to Kieran the other day. I was like, thank God we actually have a kitchen ordered because I'm actually happy out with this. Mm. <laughs> you know? mm. That's a real thumbs up for his efforts, I have to say. And you mentioned one of you there about, you know, the savings that were to be had by doing things yourself. So ultimately, rolling on the story, what happened with the bank and the funding? And I take it you saved yourselves quite a bit. Yeah, we've saved ourselves a phenomenal amount of money with us doing it ourselves. Like even just putting down floor insulation and doing the air tightness around the windows. These are jobs that, you know, they're not extremely specialist jobs um, and you can teach yourself these things. Um, As for the bank, I've never gone back to them, nor do I have ever any intention of going back to them. Um, Because to be honest, it was like, I know it's great now and it worked out and we're in the house, but it actually was extremely traumatic to think, like, how am I going to pay these builders? What's going to happen? Like, this house is owned part by the bank and part by the builders. And then the guilt of knowing that someone has come onto your land and done work for you and you don't have the money there to pay them. Hmm. You know, and they have a home life as well. They need to get paid. So I could never go back and trust that they would actually follow through on what you know, they they say. Yes. So, yes. so um, trust was lost. You were left in the lurch and you've never gone back to them. You've managed on what you've got so far and you're never going to go back to them. Well, you have a smaller mortgage and, well, you know, good luck to them. <laughs> Did they ever absolutely. contact you? Have they ever contacted you to say, do you want more? No. <laughs> ah, <laughs> no. does that surprise um, me? Would like... You know, it's it's funny. We get people all of the time saying, like, how did you afford it? And I had mm. a girl the other day messaging me on Instagram and she was like, you know, what did you do, like, in order to save money? And I was like, just don't spend it. Like, literally, we everything was just like home brand, done stores, everything. And, um, you know, every single penny went to the house. There mm. was um, it was great excitement last week when I actually got to buy myself an outfit from Zara. I was like, I'm in the house now. I can buy myself a new outfit. Ah, <laughs> oh, good on you. Good on you. But and, uh, like, that's uh, in the future. We're just going to, you know, week by week as the wages yeah. come in, we'll just, you know, tackle each job as yes. it goes along. Yes. And it'll all get done eventually. It will. But you're well on. As I said, I come back to the images that we were looking at as well. You've done fantastic. And when you get there, there'll be great satisfaction in this. There really, really will. And you're inspirational, let me say, both you, Kieran and Kat, to others, I'm sure, listening today, who have found themselves in the past and may indeed at the present find themselves in the same situation. Um, Kieran, are you chefing? I am... I'm in I'm in the interview process at the moment for a few different jobs. Right. Um, kind of what I was doing before um, COVID kicked in Mm. We kept going for a while, but it was a food product development role in a new company, and unfortunately, it didn't pan out with the um, pandemic. But, yes, um, I'm, I'm back up at it now that we've been able to move in. That was the other side of the pandemic. Might have even been a bonus to us that we were able to keep going 
And as Kat said, we didn't spend money. We didn't go out. Mm. But we didn't feel like we were missing out either because no, unfortunately, yes. nobody else was either. Yes, you cut your cloth, as they say, and fair juice yeah. you for that as well. Oh, listen, there's any amount of work for you guys and girls in that business, you know. And the events are picking up again, Kat. So it's happy days. Yeah, absolutely. Like we're we're back now. So I own the hen.ie. So we organise. I get the plug in while I'm at it. So we organise hen party packages and activities all over Ireland. But it's absolute mayhem. We've never been as busy. We're 11 years in business and it's never been as busy, which is great. And everyone's mm. in good form and looking forward to socialising again. So it's lovely. Well, listen, you're to be admired, the pair of you. Well done to you. You dug in and you said to the banks, bye bye. And uh, you won't be going back to them again which I'm sure a lot of people will be pleased to hear. Good luck to you. Long and happy life in your new wonderful home. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. And if anyone ever wants to um, get any tips on what we did, they can follow us on Castle Quarter House on Instagram or on TikTok. Lovely. Castle Quarter House is where you find out all about them. Take care, folks. Thank you. Thank Bye you. Bye. Bye-bye. Aren't they wonderful? They simply are wonderful and they're exemplary in what they've done. It just shows you you can learn new skills. I think I'll stick to trying to put the three wires in the plug myself in case anyone's listening out there that might get other ideas. Stay with us. You would Late lunch on LMFM Radio. Yeah, everybody's changing. Life changes every day, doesn't it, folks? And it changed last Friday for our Brian Curran, who married the love of his life, Vicky Moore. And I was at the wedding in the Mill House in Slane. Louise, were you ever in the Mill House in Slane? Down the bottom of the big hill, near the bridge, into the left. I know oh. where it is, but I've never been. The first time I was ever there, I have to say, absolutely superb. Wonderful, wonderful place. Couldn't fault a thing about it. The food, the way people were looked after ourselves and everybody included, simply wonderful. And I just want to wish Brian and Vicky all the best for their married life together it was a wonderful wonderful day and I had to mention there I'd be killed all his aunties I met <laughs> Brian's aunties I met them Band all at the club. wedding and they were just lovely lovely people and I said hello to them and I said I'd say hello to them today on the show and I have to mention the boys from Dunnigan's in Bailiborough just to give them a shout out today they were at the wedding as well at the table with us and we had good crack indeed and all went really really well now coming up after three yes my artist of the week is Reginald Dwight and uh, we're going to hear more from Sinead Burke her banter is really timely and typical it really really is and just to mention as well what about the Gunners the Gooners Arsenal doesn't you awful follow the Arsenal he does that's uh, cool. Not cool. as much now. Not he used now. To. He was. Anyway, what? Two weeks is a long time when you're off on holidays. Arsenal were bottom of the table when they went off. And now they have nine points and they're only five off the lead. Anyway, the Gooners, it's looking up, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Just to mention, anyway, <laughs> the Premier League continues this Saturday here on LMFM, on our app or on the Listen tab on the LMFM website. First up, Man United take on Everton at half 12. At three o'clock, Chelsea face Southampton. And then the Gooners in action against Brighton at half past five. Remember, Premier League live with now your sport on your terms. Stream only the games that matter to you most. Do you, no, you don't watch. I was going to ask Louise, does she watch football? She doesn't watch television, she told me. How would she watch football <laughs> if she doesn't watch no. television? Anyway. I remember my boyfriend stopped bringing me to watch games on the TV when I asked, how did they keep their socks up? That was, that was the end of that. <laughs> with clips, Louise. Bicycle clips. Bicycle no, no, clips. no, but they're, they're the footballers. No, no. Uh, <laughs> tape, tape. They have, they have shin pads under the socks, you see, and they tape yeah. them. And the socks usually stay. You have to keep them up. 
You're not allowed to let your socks roll down around the ankles anymore. That's a new thing nowadays. Anyway, I did mention the Ryder Cup <laughs> to Rob Carney earlier on. Whistling straights. Well, Europe were left whistling Dixie at the weekend. They were awful. I thought Shane Larry was doing really well. Ah, Shane gave it his all. Too many passengers on the team. Mean Poulter finished. Oh, t- what do you call it? Hatton, hopeless on the day. Larry carried him on his back, to be honest, on the Saturday to, to win his matches. And, uh, you know, just to add, the Americans were just too good. Fair juice to them. Well done to them and disappointing from a European point of view. Anyway, it's time for news, weather and sport on LMFM's Late Lunch. I suspected he was. Hi, Jerry. I'm listening to the show. Thanks to my family for the request and to you and Louise for playing Dino. What a lovely birthday surprise. For your info, I'm only 21 today. Plus 50 years of that. <laughs> that comes in from Tommy in Italy. Lovely to hear from you, Tommy. Have a great one. Now, just reminding you, if you're in a band or a solo artist and looking for that big break, October is uh, LMFM Irish Music Month and we want to hear from you. You could be in with a chance to perform live on LMFM, play at a nationally broadcast event and win a prize of €5,000. Irish Music Month is promoting Irish artists from every genre and from every county in Ireland. You can enter now. Check it out, lmfm.ie or on LMFM socials for more. Or you can email some info along with an an MP3 if you wish to irishmusic at lmfm.ie and Irish Music Month is supported by IBI Hot Press and the BAI Sound and Vision Fund and that email address again is irishmusic at lmfm.ie we look forward to hearing from you now it's uh, time for my artist of the week yes it's back and this is a popular quiz question who is Reginald Kenneth Dwight he is of course Elton John my artist of the week one of the most successful artists of all time the multi-talented John was born in Pinner Middlesex and reared in a council house by his maternal grandparents his upbringing was strict which he says is why he became a wild child in later life he started playing his grandmother's piano as a young boy and became adept at playing by ear He then began formal lessons at seven years of age. He showed brilliant musical aptitude at school and won a junior scholarship to the Royal Academy of Music in London when he was only 11. He attended classes there every weekend during term for the next five years. But amazingly, he quit the academy before taking, just before taking his final exams. His parents, Stanley and Sheila, divorced when John was actually 14. And then he lived with her and her new husband, a painter, and he was a lovely man in Elton John's own words called Fred Fairbrother. They lived in a flat where Elton wrote the songs that would eventually launch his career. In 1962, Elton formed a band called Bluesology, who were quite successful. They played support to big touring acts from the States, uh, the likes of the Eiley Brothers, Paddy LaBelle and Long John Baldry. But Elton's life would change in 1967 when he was introduced to Bernie Taupin, a lyricist who he worked with then, all since and right up to this very day. They wrote and composed extensively, but it would be 1970 before they made the breakthrough with your song. I have to say, I love Elton's early work, and today I begin a week of Elton John with this one. I love it. Daniel is 
Uh, Jerry Daniel is a great record, says Jim Jim, the HB Freezer Man from RD. Nice to hear from you again. It is a fantastic song. I, I said there, I love Elton's early stuff. All his stuff, in fact, he's been brilliant through his career, but his early stuff, I think, is really, really special. And that song, Daniel, it was number four in the UK, number two in the USA. And you know what the song is about? It's about a Vietnam veteran from a small town in Texas who comes home from the war a hero. But the last thing he wants is adulation. He just wants to get back to a normal, run-of-the-mill life and he can't because everyone just treats him as extra special. And that's the, the premise of that song, Daniel. And we'll have another one and more about Elton John round about the same time on Late Lunch tomorrow afternoon. Now, we were talking about Strictly earlier in the show and, um, yes, uh, COVID has struck again because McFly's Tom Fletcher and his partner, Amy Dowden, both have COVID and they're going to have to isolate Miss next week's show. They hope to have them back for the following week but there you go it hasn't gone away you know and another woman who hasn't gone away in case you missed her is Sinead Yes, oh we love our Sinead her banter is always on the money and here she is late in the month of September and I think she really sums up a lot of uh, households and what's happening there with school and cleaning and work. Let's have a listen to Sinead Burke's banter. I don't think I would be alone in admitting My house is only properly clean one day a week. Fridays change over day. Beds, floors, surfaces and laundry are all done in the length of time it takes me to listen to three history podcasts. The fact that I've come to associate the daring exploits of Grace O'Malley with bleaching our toilets is a small price to pay. There is comfort to be able to welcome the weekend, knowing that if the Pirate Queen herself turned up on my door on a Friday evening, I need have no hesitation to say, Taris Jock, Gronya, she'll have a glass of wine. This smugness doesn't last long, of course. From Saturday morning onwards, the dust and clothes and other assorted domestic debris begin to pile up again. In fact, should a social worker accidentally knock the door on a Thursday, I would be genuinely worried the kids could be taken off me. But Friday. Friday is the day I am on top of things. Grace might have been queen of the high seas, but for those gloriously polished and pristine 24 hours, I am the crowned head of a clean house. The clutter cleared from the worktops makes room for unrealistic expectations. Perhaps we could always live like this. If we organised ourselves better, perhaps we would be ready to welcome VIP guests from ancient history any day of the week. Maybe on Wednesdays I wouldn't have to panic by the dinner from the petrol station. If we stuck to this and decided from this day forth we do that, we could enjoy an easy, hygienic, nutritious and productive life. Asher, what's the point in living if you can't dream a little? It's a dream that lasts about as long as the clean floor. But once a year, this temporary aspirational mindset gets notions. It becomes emboldened and entitled. It grows with the same velocity and vigour as a 13-year-old boy and with similar wide-eyed stubbornness attempts to stage a takeover of the whole month of September. The school bell rings like a siren's call, beckoning us to that place in our heads where we are part Francis Brennan, part Pippa from Home and Away. Maybe it's the unlimited possibilities of clean pages and copybooks. Maybe it's the heady smell of a new school bag. Even the frisson of excitement setting the alarm clock an hour earlier. 
September is the month when delusions of capability take over. And for the first couple of weeks, we are all action. Up that bit earlier, beds made, and even the kids have showers. Everyone out the door ready to take on the world and then back home later with plenty of time for a walk. Saturday is spent filling plastic containers with meals for the week and honest to God wasn't I a fool to myself not to have been doing this the whole time. To paraphrase the wise words of Bob the Builder and Barack Obama, can we do it? Yes we can. But as any history scholar will tell you, every period of progress and growth has a beginning and an end. The Renaissance, the Age of Enlightenment, Mary Robinson's presidency, all eventually came to a natural end. However, they leave us a little bit more knowledgeable and a small bit more hopeful of what can be accomplished. In our house, it takes about three weeks for this golden time of getting things done to pass and domestic activities return to their default levels of mediocre muddling through. It starts with the alarm clock snooze button being hit a few too many times. Slowly but surely, the containers of batch-cooked dinners in the freezer start to dwindle. And before you know it, it's October, and I'm spot-cleaning a school jumper at the kitchen sink while yelling at at least one child to pick a cereal, any cereal. Fine, have toast then, but you're still going to be late. Normal service has resumed. It's nice to have these couple of weeks, though to experience a brief period when we were on top of our game. Maybe knowing we can do it, even for the shortest amount of time, is enough. Because let's face it, there's more chance of the Taliban hosting Miss World than us keeping it up long term. And anyway, television gets better in autumn. No, the way I see it, if Catherine the Great turns up on our door on a Tuesday, she's just going to have to take us as she finds us. Indeed she is. On the money again, our Sinead. Sinead Buckwood, our banter, will bring you more from Sinead Anon. On tomorrow's late lunch, I have a chat with Paul Moyna. Alwyn Morn from Cogni Kids is with us and Seamus Smith, the artist, is here also. Paul McGinnis coming next with The Drive. But for today, we leave you in the company of Harry Styles. See you tomorrow, 1.30. Hello. 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 I'm Harry the Best Mix LMFM Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.